Hello, welcome to The Art of Existing. Thank you for joining me today. It is humid as hell here in Nova Scotia, and I have been feeling so unmotivated lately, uninspired. I don't want to move. I don't want to do anything. Um, it's just way too friggin' hot for me, personally. I'm glad it's the summer. I love the summer, but when the air is this thick, it's just like hard to to do anything. And I had a thought about that um, in regards to our topic today a little bit, um, which is talking about the masculine and the feminine energies. And specifically, I'm going to talk about how they've changed my outlook on feminism and dating. Um, There's lots of other ways I could talk about them as well, about how they've affected other areas of my life, but that would be like a whole, that would be other episodes, basically. Um, But I will, I'll I'll circle back to the low energy um, thing later. It'll, it'll make sense later. But that's how I've been feeling lately, is very uninspired and unmotivated uh, lately. And also, and then because of that, panicky and anxious (laughs) that I'm not achieving anything. So um, this, as I said, this will play into the topic today. So first I want to talk about a little bit about why or how I even got onto this topic in the first place, because masculine and feminine is not something I've ever like given any attention to or thought about much before, or even really like heard about it. But recently in my life, like in the last few months or so, I, again, I just keep getting these, like these things that come up for me repeatedly and masculine and feminine was one of them. Like one of the podcasters I listened to, she started talking about it in her episodes and it was really interesting and I kind of thought, oh, okay, that's 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 very, um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense and that is very interesting and like I can see how that actually overlaps with my dating life. And then I kind of just was like, okay, like didn't think about it again, like just kind of went in and went out and that was it. Um, and then all of a sudden the algorithm on my Instagram started suggesting all these reels related to masculine and feminine energy and especially in dating and relationships and that. So then I watched a shit ton of stuff on there I was like, okay, here it is again. Like, why does it keep coming up for me? Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just come up in other subtle ways and then and other maybe not so subtle ways. And it's just really opened up my eyes to a lot of things. So, um, that's kind of why it's coming up for me now. And so let's get into it then. Let's, what, what is masculine and feminine? What does that even mean? Well, they're really just energies. They're not sex, which is male, female, and they're not gender, which is man, woman, whether cis or trans or non-binary. So masculine and feminine has nothing to do with sex or gender. It's, they're both energies, energetic forces, and everybody has a bit of both. Some people have more than one than the other. Um, some people have a really good balance. Um, some people barely have one at all, and they just are really hyper in um, masculine or hyper in their feminine. Um, but it's it's everywhere you go. Like the the energies of masculine and feminine. Like even in nature, we see it. Um, but obviously, I'm just going to be talking about it in regards to humans and dating today. So let's get into what exactly they are. Well, masculine is all about doing. The energy of the masculine is a state of doing. It's action-oriented. It's, um, it's all about protection and being the giver and the provider and leading as well. Not um, in a tyrannical sort of way um, or like overpowering, um, forceful way, which is something I'll get into later. Um, but in a like, don't worry about it, I've got it. Like, you don't have to worry, follow me, I know I know what to do. This is what we're going to do. This is what I'm going to do to protect you. This is what I'm going to do to solve the problem. It's, it's all about that action-oriented um, mentality and mindset and behavior as well. And, and then feminine, on the opposite side of that, is uh, about being. It's about the state of just being. And it's all about receiving and being more passive, but not in a like lazy or bad way. It's kind of just more like going with the flow of things, um, creating, creating, like literally birthing things, whether that's children or um, uh, creativity, like creating art and ideas. 
Um, and it's about, and so in order to do that, you have to be fairly receptive to your ideas and receptive to stimulation around you to, to come up with those ideas and then um, uh, get in the flow, the creative flow. Because when you're in that receptive state, that state of just being, and you're relaxed and you're in the flow, you can create more easily. You know, things are easier for you in terms of clarity and it's more about following intuition and um, just receiving. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to describe it. It's, it's really just, you're just in, very much in your presence, um, in the moment and being receptive and, um, and being intuitive. And, it's, it's, uh, and when you're in that state, you are able to offer a lot of wisdom. So when you're in your feminine, it can be a very wise place to be uh and and masculine also has wisdom too but it's like very in a very different way so then this kind of gets into how they work together well to be to feel safe enough to relax enough to be in a flow enough where you can create and uh, receive things and and birth things whether new ideas or or actual humans um you, you have to feel safe enough. You have to feel cared for enough. And that's where the masculine comes in in terms of offering that protection and that providing providership. I don't think that's a word, but, um, and the, the leadership too, because feminine, it, it, it needs that, that structure to carry it. And then it gives that masculine, that purpose of like, what are you, what's, what are you doing? What's the point of your action? What's the point of you leading? Like, what are you even leading? And it's the feminine. You are, when you're in your masculine, you are leading feminine uh, states of being and protecting them and um, that kind of thing. And so a good way to think of it, which is a metaphor that I heard on a podcast I was listening to, so definitely not taking credit for this, but is to think of it in terms of a glass of water. The masculine is the glass and the water is the feminine. If you don't have a glass, the water just is all over the floor has no container no structure whatsoever it's just a huge chaotic mess and it's it it can't be held in anything and it's not safe um you can slip in it (laughs) it it gets things wet like it's just it's uh it needs to be in something in order to have to be received uh by other things and so and then if you same similarly if you have a glass an empty glass what's the point of that it's not doing anything there's no purpose to it um, and, uh, it's just an empty glass, right? So the masculine provides that structure and support and safety and, and the feminine, when it feels that, when it feels it's safe and it's that it's in that structure and being held, it can come into that space and flourish and, uh, and give back and be creative. So that's kind of how they work together dynamically that's my understanding of it and uh it's it's i find it really interesting that dynamic and looking at my life and how it has played out on how maybe i have been overly masculine or um overly feminine in some cases which is what i'll kind of get into now when you are hyper masculine what how does that manifest in life like what does that look like well that's kind of where you get into burnout that's when you're doing too much you're going, 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 constantly, constantly doing things. You're working so hard. You're overworking. You're up late working. You're doing this. You're planning. You're planning. You're executing. And you're just doing so much. You're in this masculine state of doing um, so much that you're eventually just going to burn out. Um, I've been in that state a few times, mostly with regards to business stuff or like my career stuff. Like I remember getting super into a certain business idea and thinking that's it, doing it done. Like uh, this is all I have to work on now, like obsessing over it and then staying up till like midnight or 1am working on a website or working on a a graphic or a content or something and um, just going, going, going every day for months in order to finish something. And then afterwards, when it's all done, feeling like there was no point to it or that it didn't really go anywhere or feeling tired or just feeling kind of let down that I just put all that energy in for like nothing. Um, and, and, and then lately I've been feeling hyper feminine. And when you're in your hyper feminine, you are uh, chaotic. It's chaos. And people may not like that 
way of like associating chaos with feminine because it has been said that like order is masculine and chaos is feminine and again this isn't has nothing to do with gender or sex so that's not to say that oh women are insane and crazy and chaotic and men are structured and no it's not that it's again it's nothing to do with gender it's the energies the forces themselves of masculine and feminine it's just saying that the the state of chaos is more of a feminine thing and the state of order is more masculine thing and i kind of i looked this up the other day because i was like why why is that why does it have to be that way because as a woman i was kind of personally offended uh, even though I know that it doesn't have to have anything to do with gender, it, I still was like, well, why is it? Why is chaos feminine? Um, and from what I was looking up, basically saying that because from chaos, that's where you everything is birthed. Order is birthed from the chaos. Everything is birthed from chaos. Creativity, ideas. It's, it's not a negative thing. Like you might you might think inherently, like I did, that to be chaotic is bad. Um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be bad. It's just because chaos is the place where things start from, like you have to have chaos before you um, have order. So that's why chaos is associated with the feminine is because of this, this idea of birthing and giving birth to ideas and order. Um, and anything to do with birthing or creation is inherently feminine. So I said that lately I've been feeling in my hyper-feminine uh, with regards to business and career because it's been so hot and humid here and it could just be the weather, I don't know but it's been so hot and humid here it's uninspiring me, I have no energy I just feel so passive and uh, receptive to whatever's happening like I'm, I'm going with the flow like a little too much like I'm not doing fucking anything <laughs> these days like the last few days in particular and the last week or so I don't know. I just I feel like I'm in a state of just waiting for something to happen or like uh, like it's it's a very feminine passive state that I feel I'm in. Um and even though I know I have so much shit to do to get ready for 2024 since I gave notice to my clients, which I talked about in the last episode, even though I've no I know I have so many things I could be working on and doing, I could be in that masculine energy and do these things. I just have no inspiration or motivation to do it like I haven't even been writing I've barely been playing the piano or writing songs like I normally do like I've just been doing fuck all like nothing and I I even had like a two-hour nap yesterday on the couch because I was I was sitting out on the deck all day like under the umbrella and that was just I was just like sweating just from sitting there and I was just like I hate this I need to be just I'm just gonna go to sleep like I can't even do anything right now or I don't want to do anything so that's and then and then because of that this result of like not doing anything or not doing enough um, being very passive I start to feel chaotic I feel like I'm out of control like things aren't happening nothing's moving nothing is being created like it's just this overly passive state of being and um it makes me very anxious and and I, and that makes me feel chaotic like so when i heard the other day on this other podcast that this person was talking about and she talked about being in when you're hyper feminine then it results in this feeling of chaos i was like oh my god that is what i'm feeling right now and the fix for that really is to be more in your masculine just as the same way as the fix for being burnt out in your hypermasculine is to be more feminine and relax and be passive and and receive more. So that's how the two forces kind of work together. And um, you can't, so as you can see, hopefully you can't really have one without the other, because if you do, it's super unbalanced. And you just, you just don't go anywhere as quickly or as sustainably as you would if you had that balance between the two or if you oscillate equally between them both and i do also want to mention before i move on that being feminine being masculine also has nothing to do with looks or appearance necessarily like if if you are a woman or a more feminine type of person um, you may think that means that you have to look girly and you have to like like show your curves and wear dresses and makeup and all that kind of stuff and while that can be a way to express feminine energy especially when you're dating um it doesn't mean that just because you do those things that you are in your feminine energy you can still be a very masculine woman and wear a dress and like be and look very girly and feminine and womanly 
but be very much in your masculine energy, always doing and controlling and being defensive and, and um, working really hard. And same with being masculine too. You can look like this big, tall, like strong guy and have muscles and all those things and um, have a deep voice and like all, all the things that you would think that come with being manly. Um, and you think that, oh, that means I'm in my masculine energy. Um, but it's doesn't, that doesn't mean necessarily anything. You could still be very feminine and passive and like have no direction in life or like not be doing anything. Like it, it's, so it's about the behavior more so than um, looks or gender or um, sex, like whether you're male or female. Um, although the looks and the appearance does help you feel like get into that energy more. So it, it can be a tool to use to access your feminine or masculine energy for sure, like your looks and your and makeup and all that kind of stuff. But just because you do that, just because you put on a dress doesn't mean you are being feminine or in your feminine energy or behaving a, a certain way. So I just want to mention that because that's something that I was kind of confused about. Um, I think that the, that's more so like manly and womanly versus masculine and feminine. It's like, oh, she looks very womanly, like she's very curvy and she's she's wearing a dress today and like all these things she looks like a woman she looks womanly i wouldn't necessarily say that she's feminine because i don't know what her behaviors are or what her mindset is like that's that's different so hopefully that made sense in terms of like what the differences are between all of those and how masculine and feminine work together um in harmony when you have an equal amount of both because ultimately the polarity between the two does attract each other and it, it doesn't it does this doesn't matter your sexual orientation whether you're gay or straight and for the record I am a straight cis woman um, not that it matters but just FYI where to let you know where this is coming from but whether or not you're gay or straight or asexual or, or whatever your sexual orientation is um, it doesn't really matter because the polarity between the two will always work if they're both there so now I'm going to go into dating and how this has affected my dating life and like how I am going to approach dating from now on and also how it's changed the idea or the uh, uh, the concept of like feminism for me. So when I started dating, I was pretty naive. I think I was pretty in my feminine in terms of uh, not appearance, certainly not appearance. I was very like still young girl looking like I didn't really have the curves yet, like kind of did, sort of did, but like... I was definitely not comfortable in my body, like in a, in a feminine way. Um, so I wouldn't say, again, it's like feminine doesn't have to have anything to do with appearance. So I wouldn't say that I looked super feminine, but I think I was acting feminine in the sense that like I was naive. Not that being feminine is means you're naive, but I went out there thinking that, oh, you know, men will just take care of me or like guys will just, all I all I need to do is just like, show up and this guy who I'm going to start dating is going to come and like sweep me off my feet and like take care of things and um I don't know make me a woman <laughs> like it sounds so cliche and dumb because it kind of is and not all of that comes from social uh like pop culture and society and what and social media too and like what we see online and in movies so that that give that gave me a definitely a skewed um a kind of unrealistic view of how to approach dating when I was younger but yeah I would say I was kind of in my feminine state of being where I, I kind of was super passive I just kind of let things happen and thinking that like he knew he knows what he's doing like he knows which is such a fucking joke especially when you're like early 20s and you're dating a guy who's also in his 20s he's basically still a, a teenager um so they have no idea what they're doing you have no idea what you're doing but you just as a as a young girl I had this feeling or the sense that like he he knows he knows what to do i just felt that like i could just go along with it and that completely backfired and i got super hurt traumatized and just taken advantage of and um very just very deeply hurt from um my first like initial dating experiences with men and then I realized, like, fuck, okay, they don't know what they're doing. They're fucking useless. Um, all they do is go around and causing pain and hurt and emotional hurt and trauma and, like, sexual trauma and all these things. They have no fucking clue what they're doing. So now I have to, uh, I have to turn up my masculine and protect myself because they're clearly not going to do it. And so then I became super masculine in terms of my dating in order to protect myself and uh, take up that slack of masculinity that these guys 
didn't have. They didn't. They weren't masculine enough. They didn't get it. And you know, they're just young guys. Of course, they don't get it. But it not nobody's teaching young kids this stuff. Um, but it'd be great if they did because it's it would really help. Um, but basically, I, I I felt it wasn't safe to be a woman anymore. It wasn't safe to be a girl. It wasn't safe to be female. And so I was. I became super hyper masculine when I dated, and I was I was super controlling. Um, not in a like jealous way at all. It was more just like, uh, yes, fine, we can date, but you have to like stay the fuck away from me. And like, I call the shots, like, um, don't get too excited about me. Like, it's not a big deal. Like I was super casual and indifferent to their feelings. I didn't give a shit about their feelings and like just was dating casually and, and just wanted to kind of use them the way that I had felt used. And it was just very, uh, very negative and um, I, I was like well I, again I have to pre- this is this is how I'm going to protect myself because obviously you can't fucking do it and I can't relax enough around you to feel happy or like in love remotely so I just thought well fuck, good luck with that like I guess I'm just going to be casual and indifferent to dating now because the idea of romance and falling in love and developing feelings is not safe to do and they're not worth it. No guy is worth it. They're all losers. And just like, it was a horrible, depressing time. I hated dating um, and like kind of hated men to a certain degree. And, but at the same time was like, I need to date still because the only way through this is to do the thing that I'm scared of. And um, that just made it worse. So like, it was just a real shit show of emotions and trauma and feeling just horrible for just years and on and off dating like I took I would like take a year off from dating because it was too traumatic and just like horrible and then I'd go back to it and get like re-triggered all over again and feel horrible and used and then um, and then wonder why like why don't they like care about me and it's like well you're not like being nurturing or anything like you're not (laughs) you're not in your feminine receptive energy but the part of the huge reason I couldn't get into that energy was because they weren't there was no space there was no container for me in which to go into. Like there was no glass. There was no glass for me to fill. There was no safe container. I felt that um, they were just, they were too, I couldn't rely on them. I just felt like I can't rely on you. You're useless. Um, I can't trust you really. So I'm not going to like put a lot of effort in. And yeah, it was just, uh, it was really unbalanced, um, very hyper-masculine energy that going on for ages for so long. So that's kind of the history of my dating life and and recently it's been it's been better in the sense that I've like figured out I've healed more and like figured out more what works for me and like what I actually want from a relationship. So now I kind of know more what to like filter out and what I don't want to even bother like entertaining. Um but then recently like even more so like with the masculine feminine this really has added a whole new layer to it and has explained and answered so much to me about like why I was that way back then because back then I didn't have the language masculine feminine to describe what I was going through but looking back now I can completely see that I was in my hyper masculine when it came to dating and and so as I mentioned earlier the the kind of antidote for being in either hyper hyper state is the opposite so I need to be more feminine when I'm dating now essentially which I would love to I would love to be more feminine I just need to feel that there's a masculine enough space in, in which for me to do that and then I will do it so um but now that I know that that's gonna that is going to like now I know what to look for like what does a masculine man look like what does that masculine space feel like um now that I'm like aware of that I can actually really hone in more so on like an appropriate partner or person to just to to date even if it's for a short time or a long time like whatever um it's going to be way easier now in you know in theory when i go forward with with dating so let so let's get into now like what does a woman need in order to feel safe in her in her feminine with a man well she needs to feel and then this is in, in regards to dating because we're talking about dating in this episode so she needs to feel that she can trust him as i mentioned earlier that's like one thing i'm going to be looking for in men now is is it safe enough to trust you and i don't mean just like for like little things I mean like on a deeper level like are you a man who goes to bat for women like are you are you protecting the feminine are you um interested in preserving feminine wisdom and listening to it as well in order to feel safe in order for a feminine woman 
to feel safe with a masculine man, he has to be masculine in the sense that he is providing for her. He's providing safety for her. And not because she needs it or she needs him. She could be a very independent woman who has all her own money that she'll ever need. She makes bank. You know, it, she could be a friggin' CEO of somewhere. Like, it doesn't matter. She could have her bank account all sorted out. She has a property. Maybe she has a, one or two properties. I don't know. She's maybe very independent, likes to do her own thing. But that doesn't mean that she doesn't need or want masculine energy still. And it's not that she needs a masculine man to provide those things for her because she already has that under control. It's more so that she wants it so that she can feel in her feminine. She can feel safe. She can be a woman. She can be truly a feminine woman and not feel dismissed for it or uh, talked down for it or, or anything like that. And in return and in, in exchange or in, in the natural flow of how that would circulate back to the man it allows her to then be nurturing to him and caring and supporting and, and loving. And um, yeah, like a, a feminine woman will want to naturally support a man and nurture him. So that's, that's kind of what a woman would need in order to feel safe from a man is she needs to have that masculine container, that safety, that she needs to know that he's like going to provide for her, even though she can do it herself. She needs to know that he's going to take care of her and protect her because people who are female who have female bodies are naturally literally weaker like they just are um after pu- you know when you're a kid children like boys and girls they're this they're basically completely equal in terms of um strength like there's they haven't hit puberty yet they're all the same size <laughs> they all look the same you know like there there's nothing um wrong about like a boy and a girl fighting when they're kids right because it's like it's pretty, the, the, the playing field is pretty level. But once puberty hits, guys get bigger, they get taller, they get stronger, and women, um, they become curvier and um, more feminine looking, more womanly. And they kind of, they, they can be seen as prey a lot of the time to men, which is really gross and, um, and scary. It's really scary for women to, to feel that way. So that's why they they need that masculine energy to protect them like that that is why women need men but men need women also too because they need life they need creativity they need a purpose so that's why when when you're when you're older when you're dating and you're a woman you you want to feel that it's okay to be a woman when with the men that you're around if you don't feel it's safe to be a woman, you're going to be in your masculine and you're going to, because you're going to have to feel like you need to protect yourself. So, and then in terms of like what a man needs to feel safe in order to be masculine, um, he needs a woman that is going to uh, allow him to to do and to, to protect and to take action and to lead without trying to emasculate him in the process or um, shut him down or uh, be uncaring towards him. So this is where we kind of get into feminism and and the issues with feminism today. And this is where things have changed a lot for me as well. Because um, when women are in their wounded masculine, that basically means that they, they're feeling all the like negative shadow sides of masculinity. Like they, they this is where like the whole toxic masculinity th- thing comes in. It's like it's, it's um, being masculine is, is too macho and stupid and it's just like pointless and purposeless and... Um, it's just all about conflict and like, you know, it's the, the wounded masculine for a woman is it's treating it like it's garbage and useless, basically like being masculine is, um, not valued, like they're not valuing it. And so when a woman feels that way about masculinity, she naturally is going to emasculate, uh, men because she just sees it as a patriarchal, like, toxic uh thing basically and this is kind of where we get into this like leftist feminism like really super left far left feminism where it's like um you've got all these these masculine women going around emasculating all these men but then also wondering like where are the good men like where are the men that will step up and lead and like that i can rely on well they're probably crying in a corner because (laughs) you've just emasculated them and told them that their masculinity is useless or toxic or, you know, 
stupid and patriarchal. And I'm guilty of this. Like I have done this a lot um, because I've been, in, I've, I've, I've had that wounded masculine energy in me. I've thought that it's just toxic. It's bad to be a man. It's bad to be masculine these days. It, all, all I think about when I think of masculine is patriarchy, which makes me think of like oppressing women and like controlling and um, all these just all these super negative things with masculinity. And it can go the other way too. Men who are in their wounded feminine, who devalue femininity and think that it's just like, they just dismiss it and think that it's um, silly and useless and... Um, and, and that and that shows up in very sexist behavior, just dismissing women and treating them like garbage, treating them just like sex objects, and just they're only good for 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 sex and birthing. Like so, that's that. So men who are have that wounded feminine energy devalue femininity, and I did date somebody who was like that. Um, and oftentimes men like this have issues with their mother or the mother figure in their life, and that this guy did. He was. He like hated his mom. He thought he like blamed her for so many things in his life, and um, he was just he was super overly hyper masculine. He was very fit and good looking and like strong, um, and he couldn't deal with his emotions. Like he 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 would get drunk and then he would start crying, and but it, then he'd get mad and then he would like punch holes in the wall. Like he was very had very wounded feminine energy. He was like he did not want to access the feminine side of him whatsoever because it was to him, it was garbage, it was bad. It just reminded him of his mother and who he was not on good terms with, even though I actually met her and like saw them interact and she was like totally nice to him. Like I don't understand at all what was going on. There was like completely in his head. He had this whole reality in his head about um, what his like what his mom had done. And I don't, I don't know how true all, any of it was, but it was very clear now looking back that he was, um, he was wounded by femininity or like saw it as like a, uh, a useless uh, side of him. He didn't want to access his emotions. He, he couldn't, he wasn't in tune with his intuition. Like he was very masculine in like a very bad way. So it can go both ways. And, and this is kind of where we get into this, like, as I mentioned earlier, we get into this like leftist feminism where nowadays we have very uh, feminine men coming together with these very masculine women. And so what happens when the polarities are mismatched and come together? Well, it's a fucking mess. It's a, it's a shit show because the woman is constantly going to feel like she's just dating a fucking man child who doesn't do anything and um, is incapable. He doesn't lead. He doesn't like make decisions. He doesn't like make the plans. He's, he's just, letting her do all the work, all the decision-making, all the planning, all the, like, and then it starts to feel like she's looking after a fucking baby. Um, and, and so it doesn't feel safe for her mentally or emotionally, and it doesn't feel natural either. It's like, fuck, I don't want to have to, like, I already am, she may already be someone who has children, or the fact that she even is capable of having children and is naturally, like, the childbearing energy in her life, um, even if she doesn't want kids, it's gonna she's gonna feel like why why do women have to look after men as well as children like why do we have to baby grown ass men well it's because it's probably because she's in her like hyper masculine because she has to pick up the slack that this feminine guy is providing which is to say he's not providing anything he's just providing more problems for her and so when it's mismatched it just doesn't make sense it doesn't work when you have a feminine uh, overly feminine man and an overly masculine woman come together. Um, and then the man, because, because the man is going to feel like she's cold hearted and nagging him all the time. And he's going to constantly tell her to just chill out, which is going to make things worse. Like the dynamic just doesn't work. It, it, it's, it, it's, it has to be the other way around for like success. Um, he has to be the one stepping up and leading and taking charge and making the plans and the decisions and just saying, you know what? Trust, trust me, I'm going to take us out for dinner tonight. You're going to love it because I know you well enough to know what you like and don't like. So we're going to do it. We're going to just, just, you know, follow me. I'm going to take you to this amazing restaurant that I know you're going to love. Or like, that's just one example, like whatever it may be. But if he's like, oh, I don't know, you choose, you choose the place. Uh, we'll do whatever you want or, you know, whatever. Um, then it's like, oh, that's like so unattractive. Like it's, it's like not attractive at all. Um, and I, this is something I've always felt is the case for me, but I just didn't have the words to explain why is it unattractive to me? And now I get it. Now I get it. Why? It's like, uh, the fact he's like leaving all the decisions up to me. 
he may think that he's like doing me a favor and like letting me be a strong independent woman but it's actually like annoying because i am asking him i'm literally asking him like can you do this for me because i want you to it would be attractive if you attractive to me if you did i'd feel safe if you just like took this over so i can uh relax and and just follow you like i i want to follow you in this please just do it and so when a man doesn't step up and do that it's it's uh results in just again that like cold-hearted kind of nagging like she's not going to be nurturing to that that is not an invitation to nurture someone so then uh and i can speak from experience with this i've rarely met a man that i want to nurture because uh, there's so many feminine men these days and there's so many masculine women myself included um it doesn't set up a natural setting for me within which where i feel like i want to nurture a man because I feel like he doesn't deserve that. Like, well, you, you're not only are you doing fuck all, but now you like want me to nurture you and take care of you and like meet all your sexual needs and like all this stuff. Like, fuck off. You don't deserve that. You've done nothing to earn that or deserve that. And I hate even saying that because it's not like it's not like a fucking slot machine where it's like, oh, you put your masculine coin into the machine and out comes all this feminine, like beautiful rewards that the man just gets to enjoy. Like, it's not that either. It's the cyclical nature of like the flow of masculine and feminine oscillating back and forth between two people. So it's not like the woman gets a reward. If she nurtures her man, he should do everything for her. It's, it's, and there are people who take advantage of that and treat it that way. And that's where we get into other issues with dating. But um, when it's done right, though, and the polarities aren't mismatched, it's harmony. It's harmonious. That's what it should feel like. It shouldn't feel like a reward system. It should be just harmonious. Um, and so I think the reason why it's gone all so fucked up in society recently, in like recently as in like the past, I don't know, 10 years or so, like just the more... F- Uh, feminism has come to the front which is a good thing um but it's like gone a lot of people have been saying like it's gone too far it's like too leftist and i for a long time was kind of like oh that's bullshit like we need feminism like obviously we need it like why is this an issue for people but now i'm kind of seeing like where the like downfalls of modern feminism are and it has to do with masculine and feminine so as i mentioned earlier when males and females hit puberty naturally the the males become stronger and bigger and um because like they naturally are the protectors and the providers and women become softer and more curvier and um more ready for childbearing if that if that's even something they're gonna do they they don't have to but it's obviously (laughs) the only way we have life is through women so um but then the problems arise when men who are ultimately stronger um take advantage of that and that's where that's where we get patriarchy the fact that we have masculine we have feminine we have men we have women we have male bodies female bodies one's stronger than the other only in the sense of physicality uh for the most part there's definitely women out there who are stronger than men like literally um on a physical basis um so it's certainly not impossible but generally speaking male bodies are bigger and stronger and with that comes a there comes power there also comes a sense of responsibility with that too because as a masculine strong man you can really choose if you want to protect and and provide for women and keep them safe or you can kind of turn on them and say who I could totally just assault this woman right now and she could do nothing about it. Or I could um, abuse this woman. I could beat her up um, and she wouldn't be able to do fucking anything about it. Like, it's so easy for men to turn on femininity and women and like take advantage of them. And that's where, that's, that's where, that's why we have patriarchy is because somewhere along the way, men decided that um, or realized that they are actually in a, a, a state of power in that regard where they they could just do that and so it's it's kind of like men men do this because they can it's like oh just because I'm, I'm just i'm i am this way because i can because i'm a man i can do whatever i want um like that's a choice that some men make 
and it has resulted in hundreds of years of oppression of women and um, patriarchy and patriarchal systems and repression and trauma and abuse towards women um, and but also men abusing men as well like it's not just women who are the victims like other men are also victims of this from other men largely so like it's it's like statistically speaking we know this to be true it's just a fact okay like people who are saying oh but also women can abuse men too it's like i'm not saying they can't or that they don't i'm saying statistically speaking men are the predators a lot of the time and it's because we live in this patriarchal world where men have decided or or some men have chosen to take advantage of the fact that they are a man. That's what I'm saying. So, so now, of course, we have, of course, we're going to have hyper-masculine women. Of course we are. Because they're trying to counter that bullshit. They're trying to fight against it. They're trying to undo all the disgusting, gross shit that men and patriarchy have done to women over the past hundreds and hundreds of years. And now we live in a modern society where this is coming more to the forefront. It's becoming less acceptable to treat women like shit. Um, And so now we're getting women fighting back. And that means they have to be in their masculine to do that. Just like, that's just what it is. Like, that's why we have hyper-masculine women these days. And then on the other side of that, it's why we also have hyper-feminine men being super passive, walking on eggshells, trying not to get canceled because they said this or did that. Um, Because like... It's a really sensitive time to be alive if you're a man because like because of historically speaking and everything that's happened now it's being kind of turned around and challenged and the pendulum is swinging way the other way and to the point where it's like now we don't even have masculine men anymore because they're scared to be masculine because they think that they're going to get fucking uh canceled for it or um you know like just ripped to shreds for being masculine and like and daring how dare you try to lead your woman or um all all that sort of stuff but there's a good reason for why that is because as i just explained the history of oppression and patriarchy that we have had is what has caused that so all it's you know it's going to take time to return the pendulum to the center where it's balanced because it's been so far the other way for so long and now we're like swinging it so far the other way because we're angry like women are angry and mad and hurt and traumatized like generation generationally um and like i feel that too i have felt that i have when i was dating and being super hyper masculine i felt really in tune with all the women who have come before me and um experienced horrific just realities from having to be around men who took advantage of them and I had this like urge in me to be like on behalf of all the women who have come before me I'm going to do xyz now and treat men this way because they didn't get that chance to do it I have that chance now so I'm gonna fucking do it and that's why I was so hyper masculine because I was like I felt this like duty or this sense of duty to like avenge women who have come before me or something it was like this weird really hyper-masculine, like super like hyper-masculine um, energy that I was in where I was just like, yeah, I, I, I live in a time where I can reject men and treat them this way and treat them shittily the way that um, they have treated women in the past. And it felt empowering to do that. It felt powerful to, to do that. Of course it would. Like, of course it fucking would. Women have been so disempowered for so long. Like, women these days like i'm like i'm not surprised at all that there's hyper masculine women everywhere um and and as a result hyper feminine men because they're fucking scared now to be the, their masculine selves but the problem is that we we need them we need masculine men on our side and we need feminine women uh as well like it, it yeah it's it's gotten so out of whack and so i think that that is why we have gotten so mixed up um these days and why feminism is getting such a bad rap like more than ever um because of this polarity that's like completely mismatched now and fucked up thanks to patriarchy and everything that has come before um and like it's not to say also that like women can't take advantage of men because women can certainly use their femininity to control men and get them 
uh, to give them money and, and sex and power and favors. Like it, like it, it does go both ways and men can certainly use their masculinity to fuck with women's emotions and sleep around and be a total like dickhead. So like both, both genders, all genders, everybody's capable of using their feminine and masculine energies to hurt other people and take advantage of them. But women will still always have more to lose because men can physically overpower women like they actually literally can kill them or rape them or hurt them or abuse them it's it's so women will always still have more to lose even if they are um being uh like manipulative with their femininity and that's why we have feminism and not masculinism (laughs) because men are never going to get the short end of the stick ever literally ever ever that is never ever going to happen ever so Women will always have more to lose. They will always get the shorter end. They're always at risk of getting the shorter end of the stick. Um, And that's why we have feminism and need feminism. Um, And that is also why at the end of the day, it's important to protect women and to nurture the men who do that. It's, It's important to protect women and nurture the men who protect women. So this is where now we're kind of getting into, into feminism and like how I see it changing or how it's changed for me. Um, and sure, like obviously we need feminism for the very basic reality of things like equal pay and bodily autonomy and um, stop devaluing women's labor and um, just like everything to do with women existing and making it more equal and fair. Um, I, I think that that is like the bare basis minimum purpose of feminism. But like for me, a bigger, newer baseline for me now is to, uh, for what in terms of what it means to be a feminist, is to let me be a, f- a feminine woman without holding it against me or taking advantage of that or dismissing me. That to me is now really how I see feminism. Feminism is about letting women be feminine without fucking them over for it or dismissing them for it. I think that that is truly the distilled essence of what feminism really actually is. And I think that's gotten lost in super leftist feminist, feminist ideas. Um, but I really think that because that, that, that relates to everything, equal pay, bodily autonomy, autonomy, um, let, the whole point of feminism is to let women be their most feminine selves, which is to have bodily autonomy, to decide what they want to do with, with child rearing or not, or whatever, um, value, value their wisdom. Don't treat, treat them as, as if they don't know anything just because they're a woman, um, pay them like the same amount because it's the same type of fucking work. Sometimes that they work harder than men and still get paid less. Like, all the issues we have with the inequality with regards to women and sex and gender is because of, I, be, I believe, is because of um, this wounded feminine that everybody is in, or especially men, patriarchal men. They don't value femininity. They don't value the feminine, the, the wisdom of the feminine, the intuition, the creativity, the creative chaos that from which so much is birthed. They don't value... Um, professions that are revolve around nurturing and care like uh, nurses and um, uh, daycare people workers (laughs) I'm so good at English Um, uh, and mothers like that's that's like the main thing like people who are mothers are so taken like advantage of or taken for granted rather like they're just assumed it's like yeah because you're a woman you have to be a good mother and that's obviously what you're for anyway so it's not like a big deal um but then you see men getting like gold stars for being like an amazing father like all that kind of bullshit so it's it's i think really like the distilled essence of like what feminism really actually is at least this is my new understanding of it is is to be a feminist means to let women be their most feminine selves and not shame them for it and not treat them like shit for it Um, Marilyn Monroe said it best. She said, I don't mind living in a man's world as long as I can be a woman in it. And that is so fucking true because I think so many women just want to be womanly and be feminine and they don't feel that they can because it's dangerous. That is how I felt 
a lot when I was dating. I didn't feel it was safe to be a woman. In fact, I resented my own body for being female. Like, there was so much self-hatred directed at at myself um, because I was a woman. I was like, why are you so fucking useless? Like, like, you're good for nothing. And like, you're so weak and just like... And this is another reason why we have hyper-masculine women these days is because they think that to be feminine is to be weak and useless and just like you don't know what you don't know what you're doing and it's not okay to let a man lead you and um provide for you like it, that's very that's so weak that's what the wounded uh feminine is so even women are rejecting their own femininity um and internalizing that like kind of misogynistic viewpoint and becoming super hyper masculine so um yeah, Marilyn said it best. I, I I don't mind living in a man's world as long as I can be a woman in it. And I think this is the real crux of feminism. And she is such a good example of this because she was so feminine. Uh, not just because of her looks, but her behavior, her energy, the way she carried herself. She was so feminine. And that's why people friggin' loved her. Women wanted to be her. And men wanted to be with her because she was so magnetic. Like the feminine is when when a woman is so super feminine, that's what attracts the masculine. And she attracted everybody to her. She was so magnetic because she was in her feminine energy. And but she was also masculine too. I don't know if you know this about her, but she worked super fucking hard. She even after um, the like cameras stopped rolling, especially in her early days when she was young and not. Uh, tainted and scarred by all the like trauma she went through in Hollywood but when she started out in the like acting world she would stay up for hours like learning her lines and with her acting coach like even when she um, like wasn't working on set she would still be running her lines after she'd want to practice again like she would always be rehearsing she was and and she started her own production company too so like Marilyn Monroe she had such the like a perfect balance of masculine and feminine um, which is why she was so ahead of her time. I feel um, she was such a modern, uh, a modern woman, and um, people re- uh, only really saw that feminine side of her because she was so much in the public light. In in she was a movie star, she was world famous, um, but she was also actually quite masculine. She 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 was very much um, a, a goal achieving. Like she had high standards for herself she held herself like to such a high standard in terms of her acting she only wanted to get better and practice she went to acting school um trying to like improve her craft she wanted to take on more serious roles like i said she started a production company so she was such a force to be reckoned with and so ahead of her time and such a good example of like to me like the perfect harmonious balance of feminine and masculine um holding both of them at the same time. And I'm not saying she didn't have any issues or like was perfect. Um, Of course she had issues and she she had a lot of trauma and just things to deal with like mental health wise and all these things. But um, yeah, anyway, she's she's amazing and um, such a good example of of feminine energy. And so if there's any men out there who are listening to this and men who, especially if you are calling yourself a feminist or you aren't sure if you want to call yourself a feminist or whatever I would say that given my kind of new understanding of what feminism is I think that men who are feminists are really saying that yes they support equality um, and that they encourage feminine energy and feminine behavior and that they will protect it too um, both within themselves and in women so I, I think that I'm, I'll say that again. I think that a man who is a feminist and says that he's a feminist is really saying that not only he, does he support equality, but he encourages and protects feminine energy both within himself, the feminine side of himself, and within women. Like, I don't think you can have a man who says he's a feminist, but is also in his wounded feminine and like devalues feminine wisdom and all that kind of stuff or doesn't access his feminine side. I don't think you can have truly have a feminist man who isn't in tune with his feminine side or devalues femininity because I think that's the whole point of feminism is to protect and and care for and encourage feminine energy. So to kind of summarize a little bit in terms of like how I'm going to now approach dating well, I, I mentioned earlier, I, I'm going to hold every man to these standards now, to these masculine standards. This is really what I'm going to be looking for 
and what will attract me truly. This is what will give me my attraction, longevity to a man is how masculine is he? But also like, is he in tune with his feminine side? If he is, that's great. But is he like hyper feminine and not doing anything? Or does he have a good balance? Like where, like, yeah. So I'm just going to be kind of looking for that now, which is not something I ever looked for before. Again, because I didn't really know it existed or didn't have the language for it. And safety is really going to be my goal. It always naturally was my goal. I always wanted to feel safe when dating, but I never understood that, again, in terms of masculine feminine context. But now that I get it and why why safety is important to me as a woman, like obviously, of course it is. I, I need that to feel safe on a very biological, like animalistic level. As someone who is weaker and like smaller than other um, people or uh, especially men, I do want to feel safe around them. I want to feel safe around them in all kinds of ways, not just like sexually and physically, but emotionally and mentally. I need to know that he can handle me and deal with me and deal with my emotions because I am a woman and uh, deal with my intuition and uh, listen to it and trust that I have wisdom and that um, I have value in that too. And that I feel safe around him to express myself and be myself and really truly like be creative and but then also feel safe that I I feel safe like I could follow this man I could I could I feel like I could yeah here take the reins plan a whole trip for us uh plan a whole date for us plan like I trust you implicitly that you are gonna plan something fucking amazing and that I'm gonna love it uh I will gladly sit back and and do that and and because of that, I will naturally feel inclined to nurture him and love him and care for him. And it's just going to attract, attract me more to him and feel like the, the feelings are just going to deepen, not just for him, but for me. Like it's, it's again, that the cyclical polarity of it is so harmonizing when they work together well, that that is kind of now my goal and what I'll be looking for. And safety is a huge part of that from the feminine side of things. I think the masculine side of things, safety for him might look like, is it safe to um, take that control or is she going to freak out? <laughs> is she going to um, say that I'm mansplaining to her or like <laughs> something stupid like that? Um, so he has to feel safe for him to, to be safe enough to be masculine enough to do, to do those things. So uh, not only will I be looking for safety, but I'll be kind of trying to give that sense of safety to him as well and give him the opportunities to step up. And if he doesn't step up or take the opportunity, then, well, maybe he's not like masculine enough for me or like worth it or like that's not very attractive to me and it's, I might not bother going on a second date or something, right? So um, and like, and in a way, I, this means I, I will kind of be approaching dating in a more traditional way, um, which as a modern feminist woman, I always hated that. I hated the idea of tradition and like the idea of tradition and dating has always felt so like icky to me because it just feels like, oh, that means I have to just do everything he wants to do and um, he's in control. I have no say um, I'm his woman. So like, I just have to like, I'm just on his arm as like this arm candy. And like, it felt kind of just like these weird, gross traditions, but that's where, that's more like the patriarchal kind of approach to dating where the man like owns the woman and he's in charge of calling the shots because she has nothing useful, useful to say. Cause she's just an airhead. Like that's, that's, that's the more traditional, like patriarchal kind of weird approach to dating, like very outdated old fashioned kind of way. But that's not how tradition always has been. I think that's just when really hyper-masculine patriarchal men take advantage of that tradition, then that's how it kind of manifests. But actually, the like positive side of tradition, of the more traditional dating that I'm talking about, is more like letting him pay for for meals and like letting him lead and plan and execute the the dates and the ideas and the things that, that we want to do together. Also, I want to contribute to it, too, in terms of, like, discussing ideas for things to do. Like, I'm not going to just be doing nothing. Like, I, I want to contribute, too. But ultimately, being more traditional in the sense that I'm okay with him um, taking the lead on that, on those things. Because it's nice to be provided for. It's nice to feel protected and safe. And that's kind of how he will prove to me that he's worthy of experiencing my true feminine.
men who don't follow through on what they say they're going to do or their actions don't line up with their words is not safe. That is not a safe place. I'm going to be like suspicious of that. That's going to be like, um, okay, so wait, what are you doing? Like, are you like, I can't believe anything you say. I can't believe anything that comes out of your mouth because nothing you've done, your actions, your masculine actions have not lined up with anything that you've claimed or said that you're going to do. So that makes me suspicious. So that makes me like move into my hyper-masculine where I'm like, now I need to kind of be on guard and protect myself. Now I'm not going to be feminine enough. Like it's just the polarities are off. But to me now looking at dating from this more traditional point standpoint, I am going to give him those opportunities to kind of prove to me that he is masculine enough to let my feminine side come out. That's kind of how, that's what I mean by more traditional and then in terms of like what I'm going to bring to the table is I'm just going to try to be more nurturing, which is very difficult for me. Um, I mean, I say it's difficult for me, but maybe it's not difficult for me. I think it's just that I haven't been given the opportunities to do it. I just really haven't. I have not been in a dating situation really or dated a guy who I really felt like I want to nurture him or like care for him. And any time that I have or tried that or like tried to do that I it, it was like thrown back in my face or like not appreciated or taken advantage of so for me it, my approach to dating now is going to be looking for those opportunities to nurture um and to be more caring and um yeah just to bring that more emotional intuitive side to things whether or not he's being masculine um because I don't want to have to wait around for a guy to be masculine just so I can be feminine like I kind of want to learn to be feminine regardless of what men are doing around me which to me would really mean that I really have healed the like feminine side of me where it's like I don't need a man in order to be in my feminine I can just do that anyway Um, whether or not I choose to give that feminine energy to a man is another thing that's kind of where him proving his masculine masculinity will come in but I can still be feminine and without um, him having to do any of that stuff. I just may not direct it in, in his direction, you know? So, and then one other thing, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but like it's not an exchange or a reward system. Just because he does X, Y, Z, just because he paid for dinner doesn't mean he's going to get laid in return or that he's going to get any kind of nurturing from me in return. He doesn't like win sex or um, win commitment from me just because he shows me that like those kinds of things it's kind of like it has to build up over time and um all it means when a man is doing those masculine things when he's paying for dinner when he's taking the lead when he's um providing for me and being supportive and like being making me feel safe all it means when he's doing that is that now it's far more likely for me to feel safe which then leads to everything else my femininity and all the other things i mentioned so uh, which then leads to things deepening between us possibly right so again it's this 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 flow this cycle that this harmonizing flow that um i will naturally feel like i want to nurture a masculine man and a masculine man will naturally want to protect and provide and lead for a feminine woman so it takes a lot of trust and balance and practice i think um especially for nowadays when we have these overly feminine useless men who are scared to do anything and these hyper-masculine, controlling, defensive women who don't want to let men do anything for them because they don't trust them anymore. Um, it, it, it will take a lot of practice to get into back into this natural harmonizing flow. Um, and so I'm learning to be more feminine when I'm dating um, uh, and, and learning how to get more into that feminine energy, which is very, it's, it is very difficult for me. Um, but now that the fact I'm even aware of it at all is, is just like a a great start to it. Maybe that'll be the case for you as well now. Um, and so now I've also been noticing how masculine and feminine plays into other areas of my life, like my work and my career, which I definitely want to talk about, but that will be a, a different episode. So for now, I will end things here with, in terms of the dating and the masculine feminine and how that plays into that. And, I hope this was enlightening for you and um, that you learned something new and maybe that it changed your outlook on men and women and masculine and feminine and also feminism because this has been a huge game changer for me. Like this has really healed a lot of things for me 
coming to terms with this this side of me and the fact that I am overly masculine. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to play with this polarity and I'm excited to meet the more feminine me, actually. I think that's actually what it is. Regardless of if I date or not or whatever, I'm like actually excited to meet the feminine version of me because I actually don't know if I've really ever met her before. And I, I, I know I'm masculine, hyper-masculine because of lots of things like my upbringing, um, my parents and like things that I've learned through um, like my mom and, and other, other women in my life and pop culture at large and my experiences. Like there's so many reasons why someone may be hyper-feminine or hyper-masculine. Um, it's not just because of like, because things are fucked up nowadays. It can be because of your upbringing and all sorts of things. So looking at like why, first of all, figuring out, are you more hyper, are you more masculine or are you more feminine? And like being honest with yourself about that. And then asking yourself, why, why am I more one than the other? Where is that coming from? Where, where is that stemmed from? And then looking up ways to practice being in the opposite. Um, there's lots of like stuff online that tells you how to do that. Like uh, I won't get into it because again, that's a whole other, I'll probably do an episode on it to be honest, like how to access your feminine energy and how to, how to get into your masculine energy too. Um, so I'll save that for another time, but you can also just look it up online. Um, anyway, so I hope this was useful and helpful for you and enlightening and, um, thank you so much for listening and have a good masculine, feminine, harmonizing day. I will see you in the next one.